Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this Monday? Very well, good. thank you. All are right. you all set for Christmas? We're allowed to say Christmas on this program. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's not nearly do. as bad as it's been in the past. Yeah. So, I think Trump broke that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but, true. but anyway, uh, you know, the really big news right now going on is Joe Manchin. Yeah. And he's being condemned, but sometimes you want to sympathize with a guy that believes in something, says something, and it looks like he's sticking by his gun yeah. and he wasn't rolled. But uh, I, I doubt if he's a libertarian. Uh, I think he likes spending that we wouldn't like. But he stood up to him, and yeah. there was a lot of pressure. And you, you know he must be a pretty good guy when you see Bernie Sanders attacking <laughs> him you know, as, as a bad guy. But we want to talk about something because we think is a big deal, too, because yeah. we, we've talked about it a lot. The budget will be here tomorrow and the next day. It'll go on for months, and uh, I can predict the results already. Uh, the budget's going to go up. The deficit's going to go up. The spending's going to go up. There more. We'll get closer to some war someplace, and the economy is getting weaker. But, uh, you know, sometimes this prediction stuff or anticipation on uh, what's going on with COVID and, and that monstrosity is pretty unpredictable because uh, it, it seems like the people that have control of, of the scenario on this and all the news on it, uh, you know, have a certain uh, axe to grind and they've been they've been in control of it but something happened this week AIER that helped originate the Great Barrington uh, program yeah. you, you know uh, I I say they've they've now come up and they by by using the uh, Freedom of Information Act got some got some uh, emails that said can you believe it that there is a conspiracy that yeah. is being exposed? And actually, we don't just blanketly condemn conspiracies, but there are some people who do. Yeah. Oh, they're conspiring, <laughs> so therefore the bad people will put them in jail or will destroy them. But here, this is a this is a real, true conspiracy that has been exposed, and it has to do with. You know, uh, a, a doctor that never practiced medicine, probably was never in a lab, but he tells everybody else what to do about COVID. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a Fauci. You know, he, he's at this again. And he and the NIH got caught with a, a year ago when uh, they, they decided, wow, you, you know, this, uh, this great Barrington de, de, what is it? Declaration. declaration was really making headway. And they wanted, they conspired and they had emails. We got to do something about this. Yeah. We got to stop these people. And, uh, and, and it was, they really conspired. The three, there were three doctors, and we'll mention who they were a little bit. Uh, the three doctors that were involved that wrote this, and uh, and very successful. And of course, we had a great deal of sympathy for it because they were approaching medicine scientifically, and and so they uh, they put this together. And uh, Dr. Atlas was very sympathetic to it, and uh, and yet 
these individuals, the organizers, the Fauci's of the world and the NI, they really were more hysterical than maybe I realized. Yeah. But they were, we got to stop this guy. And, and that's what this whole thing is about. So I cannot see, Daniel, how, how they can bear with this. I mean, I know their, uh, their character and their personality and their emotion, that will tolerate it. But why will the people put up yeah. with that? You know, they, they don't. People like this aren't capable of showing remorse. And they, you know, we really messed up. We lied to the people. We confess, uh, and uh, we're resigning. Well, well, we know absolutely that's not going to happen. But there has to be some reservation. They must have reservation, or they would have been so so determined to stop these people. And as far as I'm concerned, stop these people. They're telling the truth, yeah. and truth is the enemy of empires. So they, we have to stop it. We're more on the side of the empires. You know, in a sane world, uh, both Collins and Fauci would be in jail over this. Oh, yeah. I, was, I thought you were going to say resign. Yeah. Yeah. No, you say jail. Because of what, of what they did. And what, what it is sort of, these emails that came out because of the Freedom of Information Act is a, is a peek behind the scenes at the real Fauci and the real Collins. When they're in the front of the cameras, they're only about the science. But what they really are behind the scenes is nasty bureaucrats who want to destroy anyone who challenges their power. And let's just back up a little bit to refresh the memory. So, Dr. Paul, as you know, back in October, there was a conference at AIER, the American Institute of Economic Research, and they brought in three experts, three medical experts, Martin Kulldorff at Harvard, Sinetra Gupta at Oxford, and Jay Bhattacharya of Stanford, universities that most people have heard of on earth, right? Probably right. In, in you know, India, somewhere they know about these <coughs> universities. They brought them in, they said, the lockdowns of 2020 over COVID <coughs> does not seem to have worked. And in fact, the collateral damage is so great that we should not do general lockdowns again. It was a bad policy. And they came up with a better policy, which is focused protection, where people that are vulnerable Older people, people with comorbidities, because we had the data by then. But people who were victims, the kids were not victims, we knew that. Take the people who are vulnerable and offer them additional protection, whatever they need, and let the rest of society get on with it. That was a declaration. That's how we've always, always treated pandemics, which is separate the sick, not separate the healthy. So when they did this and they released a declaration, Collins of the NIH, who now is just retiring. Remember, Dr. Paul, we had those goofy videos of him playing his guitar about Puff the Magic COVID and all this nonsense. <laughs> the guy's a nut, no, no question about it. He went into action the day, a couple of days after this came out. He was clearly threatened. And in fact, let's do a couple of these clips because this will set the stage. Let's just actually look at the emails and go through it. <clears throat> Put that first, that first clip up. And this is just from the Daily Mail. This is a little backgrounder. There needs to be a quick and devastating takedown. Does that sound like sci a scientist? Let's go to the next one. Now, here is the first email. This is from Francis Collins, the head of the NIH, to Fauci. He's also CCing the head of ethics at NIH. Hi, Tony and Cliff. See the Great Barrington Declaration. This proposal from three fringe epidemiologists who met with the secretary seems to be getting a lot of attention and even a co-signature from Nobel Prize winner Mike Leavitt at Stanford. There needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown of its premises. 
I don't see anything like that online yet. Is it underway? Not sure we debate it. They need to take them out. <coughs> there was one, one explanation there, a story about this when they were complaining about the lockdown. We have to stop. We have to get, you know, keep the lockdown, keep the lockdown. Here they didn't even have the lockdown on when they were condemning it. So that's when they really got busy. They said, well, there has to be a lockdown if we're condemning it. So what, a week or two later? The lockdown came based not on science at all, but based on uh, this political stuff that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and the idea that three epidemiologists from those universities are fringe, I think it really <laughs> tests the bounds of that word. You know, the, fringe is some guy under a rock maybe somewhere who's <laughs> arguing, you know, who knows what. But so here's what happened. So, so Fauci wrote right back to his boss, Francis Collins. Don't worry, I got this. I'm pasting below a piece from... Science Journal? Medical Journal? No. A piece from Wired that debunks <laughs> the theory. A piece from Wired, a magazine everyone turns to for scientific research. No. He did a great job. Yeah. And, and Colin says, excellent. You know, <laughs> excellent. And so he adds a couple of other pieces. One of them uh, is, uh, is from a magazine called Jacobin, which is a far-left <laughs> communist magazine. Uh, and they were upset with uh, the, the, uh, the declaration for getting some attention because they believe it was breaking solidarity among the left to be in favor of lockdown. So the whole thing is an absolutely sordid chapter behind the scenes of what these people are really about and what they're really like. You know, the scientific method, it does not involve, oh my gosh, that guy says something that contradicts me, I must destroy him. At one point, one of them wanted to dismiss it. Oh, this is just politics. And I had to refresh my memory, too, and check on the dates. We have to realize this was going on uh, when Trump was still president. And this was October of 2020, and it was a, that was a hot political thing. So it was sort of, well, let's not do too much. There's politics involved here. Like, they want to have total control of it. And, uh, of course, um, that, that made more, more confusion and more people going along with it by scaring the people. That's when the fear-mongering, when they realized they were behind the eight, eight ball, the fear-mongering had to increase. Then, all of a sudden, you know, the liberal media has cooperated ever since, or even before that, in making it sound much, much worse. And all these people wanted to do was to point out that maybe... Maybe your assessment isn't right. Yeah. Maybe you're not doing the right thing, and maybe people are dying. And they weren't demagoguing, and they, weren't, they probably didn't even use the word dying, you know. They, they just said, it's not working, so why, why don't we have a discussion? Yeah, we'll have a discussion by getting you, we'll silence you is what we're going to do. Now, if, if, this, is not, if this does not qualify as a conspiracy, yeah. uh, then I don't know what will. And, you, you know, conspiracies can be tricky because uh, in a way, all you have to do is discuss something with people and you're, you're conspiring. But in the negative sense of doing something that distorts the truth, uh, and, and I think this qualifies because they were distorting the truth. They were trying to hurt people and they were trying to destroy people's reputation. And uh, quite frankly, it'll be interesting to see um, even though I'm not overly optimistic, is what what will this do to Fauci? Nothing has touched yeah, him. Yeah, nothing has touched him. You know, him. Uh, 
they, he, he gets away with it because today he'll probably, we'll, we'll see, next Sunday he'll probably be on, the, on one of the major networks again. But uh, I think you've already made the point. It is amazing the authority he has, the political power that he's had, and the money he's earned, and the collusion he's had with the pharmaceutical companies. And he really isn't, hasn't worked in the trenches when it comes to this issue. Uh, and yet he is the expert, uh, and uh, he was he was designated this expert, and I I think uh, that uh, that probably had a lot to do with the fact that he was uh, a close ally ally uh, with Bill Gates, yeah. and we don't hear so much of that anymore because I I think Bill Gates is, is he either got pushed aside or he's backed off a little bit. Yeah. What's interesting about in this article we're primarily referencing is from Philip Magnus in AIER, but there's plenty of other stuff. Jeff Tucker has a good piece on it. But what comes out that's very interesting from, from both the AIER article and Scott Atlas's book, which I have not yet read, but I have read a lot about it in a great interview or a great review of it by Jeff Tucker, but it portrays a uh, Fauci that is not diving into serious academic studies. He's not diving into scientific research. He's emailing his staffers saying, give me some talking points to take down this Barrington Declaration. He's not interested in the science at all. He's only interested in the politics of it. And I have a, actually a clip because this is Collins himself, who is leaving, unfortunately not for jail, but he's leaving his post. And this is him being interviewed by Brett Baer on Fox News saying, what's this all about? You wrote this emails? What, what, what are you talking about? Let's put this up. I forget how much we want to watch. Let's just listen to a little bit of uh, Brett Baer and, uh, and Collins. All the science. And you know, well, science yeah. is observation, description, experimentation, then explana explanation. But it seems that a lot of health policymakers uh, have been trying to silence opposing views. In a newly uh, released set of emails received from Freedom of Information Act between you and Dr. Fauci in October of 2020, you referenced the Great Barrington Declaration. That was a group of epidemiologists and public health scientists who wrote, quote, we have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of prevailing COVID-19 policies. Continuing current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health. In this email to Dr. Fauci and Cliff Lane at NHA, you write, quote, hi, Tony and Cliff, see, and you connect to the Great Barrington Declaration link. This proposal from three fringe epidemiologists who met with the secretary seems to be getting a lot of attention and even a co-signature from a Nobel Prize winner, Mike Levitt, at Stanford. There needs to be a quick and devastating public takedown of its premises. I don't see anything like that online yet. Is it underway? Francis, did you write that? I did write that, and Why? I will stand by that. Let, let me explain. What was being proposed there was basically saying, let's not worry about mitigation. Let's just let this virus rip. Uh, this, of course, before we had vaccines. And basically, these, I will call them fringe epidemiologists who really did not have the credentials to be making such a grand sweeping statement, were saying, just let the virus run through the population, and eventually then everybody will have had it and will be okay. Hundreds of thousands of people would have died uh, if we had followed that strategy. Let me take so, that down. There are two things that strike me about this, Dr. Paul. Number one, he absolutely mischaracterized what the Barrington Declaration was all about. 
Uh, he said they, their, their view was just let it rip through the population. That was not their view at all. It was protect the vulnerable, as we've said. So he lied, outright lied, or didn't bother to read it. Then the second thing, he justified destroying the Barrington Declaration because he said if we had listened to them, hundreds of thousands of people would have died. Well, does he not even have any idea how many people have supposedly died of COVID? 800,000. That's, that's hundreds of thousands. So, uh, you know, this guy should be discredited. You know, just at this period of time, that was 2020, and it was in October, there was a uh, White House COVID task force meeting on, on the 16th. And uh, this is when um, Fauci called uh, Deborah Burks, yeah. who, who, you know, worked for the administration and, and called the White House. And, and, he, and he was giving her advice. He pressed the need to her to oppose the GBD, yeah. the, the declaration, and, set the and to set the stage for an attack it's Scott Alley. Yep. I mean, it's, it's pretty, all it's pretty blunt, and and was the most friendly champion who 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 was the most friendly champion of the GBD. They really feared it. These people spoke out. Ah, why? There were just a couple people there disagreeing with a couple people over there. Yeah. But it was a little bit different. There were a couple people there with all the power and the money and influence and drug companies and the media on their side versus. Three professors who got together, yeah. who had good credentials, and they, they put it out for public discourse. And if you if you agreed, you could sign up. Yeah, eight hundred thirty thousand people signed up yep. uh, without any effort. It was all spontaneous, you know. So that that uh, is still astounding. But you know, it takes time to get the truth out. But the truth is out. Can you imagine the people still resisting this and say? Well, I have to do what Dr. Fauci tells me yeah. because he is the expert and he works for the government and he represents my political views. So, uh, but still, I think the bottom line is what uh, I, we've mentioned so many times is this, this has to be turned into good news. This just woke up many, many people, yeah. but that, this type of waking up is a little bit different than their woke stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think people are waking up to the truth now, and I don't know how they can avoid it. And it's so, so important for what's going on still. They're still doing this. The, the, they're in charge of, you know, really controlling the program and the vaccines. And any time there's the slightest problem, there's another virus in order to get another another vaccine yeah. so they haven't they haven't given up at all but uh, i would say that in spite of that this is so blunt and there's some information getting out now that the american people should wake up that's why i hope to see the crowds get much bigger because that's the only tool that we have. We have yeah. tools right now. They have the guns and they have the money and they have the media. The whole works. But if people will stand up and literally resist, if it's a lot of nonsense and you want to protect your children, don't let the schools do this to the kids again. Yeah. You know, that, that, that it's just so dangerous, illogical unscientific but other than that i guess it won't do any harm <laughs> you know the thing about collins is he controls 40 billion dollars in research funds so he controls the science yeah. and that's why they can't let any of these fringe people who are not on his payroll have any other opinions other than his so anyway we should move on because we have a couple of things we have a couple fauci things because fauci went back on the news this weekend because it's very exciting for him 
Everyone wants to know, hey, Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, can I open my Christmas presents this year? Can I, can I go to my, my family's house? Let's look at this next clip, and this is from Steve Watson. Oh, yeah, we're going to actually listen to Fauci, and he's being asked, what can we do? Can, can we have Christmas? <laughs> this week, that if you're vaccinated, you should feel comfortable traveling and, and celebrating the holidays with, with your family. Uh, do, you, do you still believe that? No, I do. If you are vaccinated and boosted and are prudent when you travel, when you're in an airport, to be wearing a mask all the time, you have to be wearing a mask on a plane. Uh, Do not do things like go to gatherings where there are people who you do not know what their vaccination status is. If you do that, and some people are even going the extra step or the extra mile, of maybe even getting tested when you have people coming over the house. We now have a much wider availability. <laughs> we can take it down now. Care. Fauci sounds like a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Hey, come on over for Christmas. Take your test before you come in the door. <laughs> but he told them what he, they have to do and they can do it. Just be prudent. Yeah, be prudent. Wonder what, wonder what he's thinking about. And then he, he, if they're coming into your house, you have to be careful. But what, what if it's a relative bringing a friend of theirs? What if it's a relative bringing somebody that they just happen to get engaged to no, or something? not allowed. <laughs> that's not being that's prudent. Not being prudent. You know, it is so bad. But this is, that's the kind of stuff that people ha- are getting tired of it because uh, they, they have lost confidence. They should have a long time ago. And they, ha- and, and they have. Generally speaking, the people in this country have been very leery of government, and there's less trust in the government now uh, than ever before. And I think maybe it all started when uh, the lies were told about how uh, JFK was killed. Yeah. You know, nobody believes the government story anymore. And someday there'll be a time when th- there's going to be nobody left to believe this yes, stuff. Sir. And uh, people say, Do you remember the time when we had to wear three masks at a time and get vaccines? And they found out it wasn't doing much good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, people that are, don't want to take this vaccine are called anti vaxxers. But for me, Fauci seems like the biggest anti vaxxer on the planet because he's saying, Oh, yeah, you got to have triple vaccination, you got to get that booster, plus. You have to wear a mask at all times. So hang on. If A works, then why do I need B? If B works, why do I need A? It doesn't make any sense. So you got to do both of those things. Plus, you got to test your guests before you let them go and have a Christmas turkey. You know. So all of those things suggest, if you listen to what he says, the vaccine is no darn good. He's saying it, not us. But that's not good for profits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's a real, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if the vax was good, he'd say, get the vax and you're fine. Well, what I was going to say, the other sad part of all this, and we, we heard it from Glenn Greenwald not too long ago, and that is, where have all the progressives gone? Yeah. Where, where, where were they? They used to be giants when it came to, uh, you know, the military industrial complex and corporatism and uh, how they've they, they been ripping us off. And uh, yet... Uh, Glenn was saying they've they've just they've just faded, yeah. and uh, but Glenn has not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because uh, he he looked like he uh, felt uh, pretty much at home and he was very comfortable speaking to the Mises Institute the yeah. other day. Yeah, so uh, I think that's good news. Well, we got one other Fauci thing because of course he's on there telling what can do and can't do, and we talked about this on Thursday I think where uh, airline CEOs from Southwest and American said. You know what, these masks on the planes, they don't do any good at all. They're totally useless. <laughs> we really shouldn't even do them. 
So Fauci comes on TV and he has to slam them down. Let's just watch uh, the first 10 seconds of this last clip on the original uh, uh, email that I sent over. Uh, Fauci masks, it's called, if we can put that up. Let's listen, they're going to ask him, hey, we're going to have to wear these things forever? Listen to what Fauci says. It's not going to, spoiler alert. <laughs> they were suggesting that there really isn't much of a need for a mask on an airplane. Are we going to get to the point where we won't have to wear masks on airplanes? I don't think so. I think when you're dealing with a closed space, even though the filtration is good, Okay, that's that you want to that. <laughs> can you imagine being a journalist and saying, oh, Dr. Fauci, what can we do? Please tell us. But the, but the whole thing now, now he's an expert about airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people who own the airplane companies and who have liabilities on all this, you know, in the free market, this would have been decided a long time ago. But no, Fauci, Fauci. Uh, and, and the worst thing is, is he does... Uh, exert a bit of authority over yeah. over them because he's con he's created these these conditions. So uh, and there's still a lot of people begging and pleading to get on these planes. I don't know how they have uh, more courage than I have yeah. <laughs> to get on those planes and listen to that stuff. Well, you know, as you wrote in your column this week, South Africans have uh, they've said now they've had five weeks of this of the Omicron. They've said, well, it's not overwhelming our hospitals. In fact, far less people that are getting infected are going to the hospital, which a normal person would say that's great news. Of course, the people here don't think it's very good news. Um, they want to keep the fear mongering up to 11. Let's look at this next clip. This is from J Drudge, who is the, the chief fear porn uh, purveyor in the, in, the, in the world, I think. This is his headline this morning. Uh, go to the next one, if you don't mind. Here's Drudge today. Ominous USA fears a million cases a day. And then, not to be outdone, here's our own White House. Let's look at the next one. This is one of the most disgusting things. A couple days before Christmas, listen to this. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. I mean, this is a declaration of war. You know, what happens to a lot of people who's gone along with this, if in a year from now, or even now, it's beginning to be understood, maybe, especially Omicron, maybe it's not even much worse than a bad cold, you yeah. know, and to have this, have a virus or a vaccine. You know, I can recall many times before I went to medical school, I, you know, I knew something about vaccines. I remember polio and all this. Why don't they have a vaccine for the cold? Yeah. And they said, well, that's, that's one of the types of viruses that you can't make vaccines for. So you don't do it. So you, you, you get new ones every year. But that helped. I mean, that wasn't complicated for a little kid to understand. Yeah. You know? but, uh, but, but, but they've thrown that aside. And uh, they, they are the monitors of what is truth and uh, what is politically correct. But I, I still, I still, I, I, I would be in a difficult position if I say everything that we do and say and read and encourage and the people who are already trying their best to understand this, if, if we didn't, 
see that that's the way the world works and that's the way you improve the world if you avoid trying to change it the world gets much worse you know it, it would for me it would be pretty boring place and boring and and dangerous too yeah. so i know there's been ups and downs uh even for thousands of years okay. on, on how the understanding the uh responsibility of individuals and what freedom of the individual means rather than uh, blindly accepting any authoritarian that came that comes along and he can make wild promises i'm going to take care of you this time they you know in recent history whether it's foreign policy or or covid they have to scare the living daylights yeah. out of you because people are more willing uh, you know uh to, to sacrifice their their liberties i can remember so clearly somebody calling me after 9 yeah. 11 and a f friend Ron, you have to be realized this is different. You have to be willing to sacrifice some of our freedoms to make people safe. Yeah. And, you know, that whole principle is, yeah. is so off base. Well, you know, I think that White House statement really is a form of terrorism because it's oh. designed to terrify people. But the other thing is it's not remotely grounded in reality because we know it's objectively true that people who are, quote, fully vaccinated are getting Omicron perhaps even more. You wrote about this as well. Places like Cornell with 100% vaccination, they've got a massive outbreak. So the vaccination is no protection at this point from everything that we're seeing against the virus. Yet the, the White House says, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to die and you're going to kill everyone else around you. It is a form of terrorism. But I'm going to close with something because this is an update. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Jim Cramer, that brilliant <laughs> money man, right? He got on his show and he was screaming, the military needs to force you to take the vax. They need to go to every town, hold you down, and shoot that in your arm. Because if you don't take that vax, you're going to get COVID and spread it. Well, let's look at this last uh, tweet. This came this morning. Jim Cramer and Robbie Starbuck points it out. Cramer tweets that he has now tested positive. Starbuck said, triple vaccinated Jim Cramer was saying the military should run a forced vaccination campaign in America a week ago. Now he has officially tested positive for COVID. I bet he still thinks mandates make sense. Pretty funny. Well, what would happen if the proof came out that people who have been vaxxed are more dangerous to themselves and more dangerous to the community. But there's, there are some statistics now. They carry more live virus than somebody who has natural immunity. So if they ever discover that, you mean we have to lock up all those people who have been vaxxed because they're more dangerous? They have, we have to be protected too, the unvaxxed. They deserve protection. So we have to keep, we have to keep those vaxxed people away from them. I mean, that's being ridiculous. But I'll tell you what, what they're doing is ridiculous too. It's especially the one long-term thing that really, really bugs me is that now you uh, have a lot of people who are, who are unvaxxed uh, and uh, they uh, can Get, get tested. You can get a test uh, uh, to find out if you have antibodies yeah. because you might have had a cold and didn't know it. You might have had it. You might even know. You might have even known that you had, you, you know, COVID. And there are people, and a few of them are in my family, have already been tested, and they have huge antibodies probably much better antibodies than you get from the vaccines, but the numbers are very, very high. Yeah. And they're the ones who are considered the bad people and you can't do this and you will have to have a passport to get by. And uh, if 
we just have to get more resistance. People have to say enough is enough. And fortunately, uh, I can feel better because I think our numbers of people who are saying that they're growing and growing. So that, that, is, that is worthwhile. We have to keep doing it. But can you imagine if everybody that comes to this realization uh, starts participating in finding one more supporter every day. I think that's happening. I think messages like this do spread. I don't think you can stop them even if you did. But if you think about it and you think about and becoming more creative and spread a message uh, around, the only thing that I think doesn't work is if uh, there's a lot of name calling and demagoguing and what, what we have to listen to. You know, you're going to destroy the world. You're going to kill a million people. Uh, you know, if eventually they do more harm to themselves. But I think, uh, you know, the intellectual approach, the scientific approach, and calmly explaining to people and looking the statistics that people will see. And that is why the football and the baseball stadiums get filled up, because the people just don't believe the government anymore. And people say, oh, that's terrible. You have to have trust in government. No, it isn't. Not if the government is authoritarian. It's best the people learn to challenge. And I am, my definition of patriotism is you're patriotic when you challenge the government and not roll over and do everything they say. This whole idea that your patriotism is determined by your blind obedience to anything and everything the government tells us what to do. Liberty is superior to authoritarianism. It's no more complicated than that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.